0: Hello guys. Uh, we are the Arseholics. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. I'm Mize, Raj, and Aaron. How are we doing, lads?
1: Good. Is that the first time you've introduced us in that way? You know, like we're the Arseholics. I, I think you've so, been working yeah. on the intro. Just-
0: just came naturally nice. obviously that
1: Sound sounds cool I, like thought, I, thought like I thought it was very good i thought it was very good I think the way you delivered it it's very like you've done this
2: before that's yeah, <laughs> like you're practicing <laughs> right. definitely i haven't got the time to be practicing the intros um,
0: before before these episodes
2: have got nothing else to talk about mate so we might as well just talk about the intros for the rest <laughs> yeah exactly
0: <laughs> yeah um yeah so we've just just finished get the game uh, so we're recording pretty much on the whistle. Uh beating West Brom, re- relegated West Brom three one. Um, we have won today. Um, I was saying to you guys sort of during the game before the game, I was really struggling to get up for this in any way. Even when we scored it, <laughs> I wasn't that enthused about it. Um, I guess it was nice to get a win, uh, and yeah, nice to relegate a big Sam team. I've got nothing against West Brom personally, but yeah, especially after his comments in the was it around the winter time when we were really far down the table and he said that we were relegation rivals, which I think um in hindsight now is, is quite funny. Um but yeah three one. Nice easy win.
1: <laughs> in bits it looked it looked really easy, didn't it? And then in bits it looked really, really hard it just uh we made a meal out of it on on, uh, yeah on some bits i think i think there was a bit where when we went down when when they got a goal back and it was 2-1 we suddenly looked like a team who weren't really playing for a reason and they looked like a team that were
2: Hmm. yeah i um, i think honestly the highlight of that game was the fact that we relegated big sam (laughs) 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 and i just thought that was really funny Uh, he's just a strange man and (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah so that, that that was good um i thought the performance was okay it's very hard to get excited for it like you said Mice. um there were bits which were good the, the the one thing i found really hard to do is to not just be like oh well if only we did that on thursday or if only we did that on mm-hmm. thursday um and you kind of have to work hard to be like that no, thursday's done new yeah rest of the season you know not much to play for but let's just try and enjoy what's left of it. I,
0: I'm not over Thursday yet. Like playing again today, three days on. I, I was thinking exactly the same thing. When the first goal went in, I was just like, I think I said in our, in our group chat, you know, they they we we sort of started the first few minutes quite well, and then it was then it was quite even for for a bit. But I think I messaged in those first few minutes, and it was like, oh, now they're just <laughs> play with a bit of impetus and a bit of you know forward passing, and it's just like
1: it's funny because i didn't even think we were but when you said that i was like man he's really got something to get off his chest doesn't he
0: (laughs) no i'm not over it. i'm
1: I'm not over it either
2: still really upsetting i'm just trying to ignore it
1: i think that's a mature it's a mature way of looking at it like the way you looked at it it totally was but like what was really annoying i found was any of the good things that we did today um like and i'm sure we'll go into it in slightly more detail it really was a case of, of why didn't you do that on thursday you know, we played against a low block at times on Thursday. Why didn't we do that? Why individual moments of quality? Where were they? So, yeah, was obviously, yes. yeah.
2: West Brom are pretty rubbish. And compared to Villarreal, like you, Villarreal are considerably better than West Brom. Hmm. So, you know, we put a second, or a sort of second-string team out today. And, you know, we looked okay. And it probably shows how far we've fallen, that we only looked okay against West Brom and <laughs> yeah like i think it's just a case of let's get to the end of the season like it's going to be really hard to analyze these last four or five four games that we've got left because you just don't know anymore like you can't compare other teams have got things to play for uh and we don't so who knows
0: yeah i mean i guess the thing about these next three games now uh four including today is you know the the players that arteta is selecting positions he's putting them in um if he's looking at doing anything different in terms of the tactics because obviously there's been massive issues with that this season um and the way he's approached games I mean on that obviously there were loads of changes today um I'm not going to go through them all but I guess some of the most interesting ones were Sakharov back at left back Martin Kieran thought he's never played there before which is quite funny I don't know if anyone else heard that comment uh, (laughs) uh, during the game on his, his commentary um (laughs) <laughs> but, yeah, you seem to think that this was a this was a master by Arteta today. <laughs> he <already laughs> had a good game. Um, Martinez through the middle, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, um, no other major changes. I guess a few that you'd expect, like a bit of rotation. Uh, William comes back in. Um, I mean, we're we'll just talking about the goals. I guess the the, the first one, the Smith wrote goal, was really good work. Down to left, by, left by Saka, and he was doing that all all game, or at least all first half. Um, and it was a, it was, a, it was a, all three goals were really good, but it was a, it was a really good goal. It was a good cross and a really smart finish from from Smith Rowe. Nice to get he for him to get his first Premier League goal as well.
2: Yeah, really good goal. I thought, you know, those two have been like the big positive of this season, if not the only positive, really. Maybe Tierney aside, and. You know, when they play well, we play well. Um, and no, it was a really good goal. I thought, you know, William was involved, Sabayas was involved, I think. And, you know, we got it. We got in behind and then Saka played a great ball and it was a really good finish. And, you know, well done to them. I think they've been pretty much carrying this team for so long in the second half of the season. And, you know, the one thing that does concern me a bit is, you know, I know other people chipped in later today, but if those two aren't playing well, you know, nobody else really seems to have the ability to lift this team and do something different. Mm. Uh, when you have a plan, I think, you know, you also need
1: quality. And I, uh, what I liked about that goal was it felt like it was a goal that we had practiced when we're playing against low block sides. What I really liked is how the passes beforehand in the build-up were slowly moving people out of position. It allowed Saka to make that run into like a field of space, basically. And I think when you have a plan like that, you still need quality. And I think that's where we've been lacking at times this season, where it's felt like maybe Arteta has got them, you know, yeah, has got a plan. He's got them trying to do things. But whatever it is, it just hasn't been there. And whether it's either confusion or it's a lack of quality. But this was quality. The cross was quality and the finish was quality. You still needed both those things. Do you know what I mean? Um and and that's just that whole combination of planning and quality is just something that we've been lacking, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Do you um I was thinking this during the game. Um when Tierney got injured, obviously. Uh, I'm pretty sure the first game that Tini was injured, did did Xhaka go straight in at left back? I think could be wrong. I don't think, I think you're
2: right.
0: so. Didn't Cedric have a game there. Well Cedric maybe. Yeah, up? but I mean, look, it's, it's in hindsight, it's easy to say. But do you guys think that it would have been worthwhile putting Saka into that position, um, into left back, considering that majority of our forward players or the players that play behind the striker? Um, we've had, we've got quite a few options there. So there's plenty of players to kind of pick from. And although, you know, you're kind of taking away from Saka's potential in the attacking third, you saw today what he can still do when, on the overlaps. And, you know, he's got the engine to get up and down and um, he's constantly making those runs in behind. In hindsight, do you, think, do you think that was a bit of a mistake from Arteta where he could have just kind of gone with Saka when you know what you're going to get from him there and then tweaked the, the front three, front four?
2: it's it's easy to say with hindsight, but I think two major caveats. One, today it was West Brom and not Saka's not gonna look or he might do, but you know, he's obviously going to look good against West Brom wherever he plays, to be honest, because it's Saka. Um the second thing is that actually like against on Thursday, it wasn't even Jacko at left back, right? I mean, what the really brave thing to do was actually when Jacker got injured on Thursday, maybe he then should have put Saka at left-back rather than bringing on Tierney, who he clearly decided wasn't fit enough to start the game anyway. Mm-hmm. So if you know he's not going to start, he's not fit enough to start the game, Jacker gets injured before the game, then I think, yeah, it was probably worth bringing and playing Saka at left-back rather than anywhere else. But... I, Honestly, you look at the first game. If it wasn't for Saka winning the penalty, you know the tie could have been over in the first first round, first leg. Um, it's it's so hard to say. I, I don't think Jacker did that badly. I mean, I think his omission from the middle of our midfield was a bit of a cause for concern. For you could have said actually, if Jacker was in the midfield, he would have made more of a difference there. But purely from the left side, you know, I think we still lose so much when we take Saka out that front three. Well, I think that's it. So just to add a
1: couple of points, mine was going to be that, Aaron, and I wondered if Arteta just looked at it, Mize, and just thought, he's arguably my best forward player at the moment. I don't want to disrupt that. Um, but actually, what was interesting, what does, I think, back up potentially the question as to whether that still would have been a good idea, is that today, when when Saka moved from left-back further up, he, he actually wasn't as effective. I, I know like that might have just been tiredness. and that could have been a lot of things, but he actually was excellent in that left-back position and being able to overlap, etc. It's quite possible that his best position could be left wing-back. It's quite possible. But that doesn't necessarily mean that, um, you know, for us, the our best way of deploying him is further up the field because, you know, we don't either have better options or, or actually we just need him in that area. Um, but he's always seemed to look very good from an attacking perspective, even when he's playing at, you know, at left-back or wing-back.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just interested to get your thoughts really on, on that. Um, okay, and yeah, in terms of the second goal, the, the Pepe goal, that was, again, a fantastic strike from him. We know that he's, he's, he's got the ability to do that. Um, and I mean, I think Westbrook made it quite easy for him really because he was able to just sort of run at the uh, their left back and... Come inside and hits one of those shots that we see him do quite often, and it's kind of the thing. Well, we've seen him do in the past. We'd like to see him do that more often, but yeah, it was it was a really, really, really good goal, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean he he scored a really similar goal last season against Brighton. Uh, if you remember, it was kind of a very very similar situation. Which we went on to lose that game. But I think the point there is again, Brighton West Brom, Myers, isn't it? Like you you want to see him do this against better teams. And you want to see him do it more consistently. This is, you know, when he plays on that right-hand side, this is exactly what you'd expect and want out of him, a left-foot player cutting in and shooting in that way. So, yes, it was fantastic, great goal. Maybe, you know, don't uh, I don't want to look at negatives, but I would look at it and think, like, this is this is something that you really should be doing more often, mate. Um, And and, yeah.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, do you not think that part of the reason he's maybe not done it more often, and we could get onto Pepe as a whole discussion, but, you know, do do you think one of the reasons he's maybe not done it as consistently is because he's not, he's been in and out of the team quite a lot. And it's probably been in the last few weeks that he's been getting starts. I think earlier in the season, there was a lot of, there was a period where he just wasn't even getting in when it was Erdegaard, Saka, Smith-Rowe. Um, which might be a contributing factor. I think I'd like to think it would be. It is, um, you know, not being in the team as regularly as he he would want to be.
2: Yeah, I think actually, like, you know, Raj, you say he should be doing it in the big games, but actually, you know, with Pepe, we know that he is a a work in progress, right? I thought today, actually, he was pretty quiet except for his goal. Um, But he's the type of player that has clearly got the individual ability to do something special. Um, in this team whether it's cut like goals like that or you know deliver a decent cross or like a top finish and when you know you've got one of these players who is struggling for consistency struggling for form I think the best thing to do is in these home games against the easier teams or say there's no easy games in this league but <clears throat> the teams like West Brom and other teams just play him mm. because you know we've invested in him and we have to give him the game time to just do something and against weaker opposition. He is better than most of those defenders that he's coming up against. And eventually he will get something right and he will do something special. Fair enough. If it's a big cup final, a big semi-final, I can understand the case for not playing someone like Pepe, but in these easier games, it's really important that we help him find form because there is, I still think there is a player there, whether or not he'll reach that potential. I'm still not convinced, but there's, you know, it's undoubted. Like his talent and his mm. his quality is there, we can all see it. Mm. Um, and Miles, I think your point about, you know, whether it's because actually he was not playing in
1: patches, I guess it's a bit chicken and egg, isn't it? Because arguably you could say that he wasn't playing because he wasn't delivering, you know, there's that there's that element to it. I guess there's also actually the element that he's been playing on the left-hand side as well this season for some, you know, for, for periods. So it's kind of, you know, he obviously can't do that on the left-hand side. But I think what I, what I quite like is it feels like Arteta's really just demanded him to be more involved and just contribute more or, you know, in an all-round way. And and I still maintain I mentioned this on the last pod like I think over the last couple of months he's been our best attacking player um you know it, from basically every facet I see him working a lot harder defensively as well um so Aaron and your point about work in progress you know if this is if if this is a continued trend forward then you know maybe you know that is another thing that we can hang on to as a slight positive um, going into next season if he continues on this trend then you know hopefully you know it'll, it'll be a much better version of Nicolas Pepe that we'll get over a full season.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I certainly think if um, if we look at our squad, like, there is no reason to be giving Willian min- minutes over someone like Pepe. When um, we've got players like Martinelli, we've got players like Smith-Rowe uh, and Pepe, all for those kind of wide play- positions. Um, I just, I really hope, you know, Willian is the bottom of that pecking order because there's so much more upside that regardless of what you think of willian i think there's, there's so much more upside to those first three getting minutes and improving on the pitch and making and learning how to make a difference in these games can they hit a free kick like he did today wow well, yeah, <laughs> <sure. laughs> we'll come on to that
0: <laughs> yeah we will yeah um yeah, we'll come on to William, I guess. But yeah, I mean, the second half, I, mean, I thought we were pretty comfortable. Again, Westmore, More a little bit better, but I don't think they were really troubling us. And um, Pereira was quite dangerous throughout the game, um, and obviously he came up with their their, their goal, which um, kind of yeah, brought them back into the game and and, and changed the, the complexion of it as well. It was a it was a good goal from their perspective, I guess. In if you if you're Pereira, you're probably quite pleased with that goal. He's been able to carry the ball and well, been able to carry the ball. We've let him carry the ball and, and it's a good finish, but pretty much just ran through, ran down the pitch, through the middle of the pitch with very very little if any uh, challenge, any sort of pressure. I think Elneny gets kind of close to him but doesn't really do anything because he's sort of running in behind him. So he's obviously worried about committing a foul and the, the centre-backs probably don't press, but I'm not sure if it's their fault or it's the midfield's fault or what, but it was a pretty poor goal to concede. Um, from an Arsenal perspective.
2: Yeah, he just did Elneny and Ceballos for pace, basically. Uh, once he got past him, it was just... um, I didn't realise Ceballos was... I knew Elneny wasn't the quickest, but I didn't realise how slow Ceballos was. <laughs> and you saw um, one do doing for pace in yeah. the first leg, right? And um, it was like a replay of that. He just ran and, you know, Ceballos was nowhere near him. And then Elneny, he sort of caught up, but again, Elneny's not the quickest and and after that, he was just one on one in front of a very terrified Gabrielle, and um, yeah, and then uh, yeah, he did well to finish it. I thought it was a bit harsh on Gabrielle,
1: like because actually, look, I, I think the firstly the main issue was like you correctly talked about. I think you know the central midfielder. I was, I was mainly actually disappointed with El Nenny because you know aside from the fact that he's arguably the best long range shooter in Europe at the moment, like aside <laughs> from that, what he what he obviously brings to the team is that defensive kind of stability in the central midfield like he's not a forward thinker really he's you know kind of the does the Gilberto thing of kind of tries to suss out danger and obviously this was just <laughs> he did the opposite you know he did really badly in that sense and that's kind of his job so I was more disappointed at him but when this um and you know actually in fairness Aaron and you know you, you were you were singing the praises of Pereira and um and in fairness I think what he did that was really clever is when he did get really deep and he was against the centre-backs if you sort of notice, like he 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 creates some confusion in the centre-backs because he kind of moves towards the right-hand side and he moves towards the left-hand side. And at this point, Gabriel, who is the left-sided centre-back, is coming towards the right, which then is a bit, I think in, their, in his mind, he's a bit like, is this Holding's territory? But Holding has already gone to cover a runner on the other side. And it's basically created this little bunch of space, and Pereira's done really well and had a decent shot and scored. So maybe that was quite clever from Pereira. It's one of those things that can often be underrated. You don't really see it. And, you know, it's not an obvious thing to see. But maybe it's just a sign of a very good player who, you know, and Aaron, and I guess I'll, I'll let you expand a bit more because you, you, you certainly thought Pereira was a very good player, didn't you?
2: Oh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Pereira. Um, Have you really actually seen him? Aside? Yeah, <laughs> <thinking>. <laughs> yeah. as,
0: as, of, as of like eight o'clock tonight,
2: yeah. Is West Brom's best player? Um, gets I think he's definitely got their most assists. Um, not sure what, how he's done goals goal scoring wise, but um, he he to me reminds me of like what Emil Smith Rowe could become in terms of that that player that can kind of play almost everywhere across the midfield but certainly he's got a pass on him and he'll certainly be playing somewhere else in the premier league very very soon and you know I'm not sure if he's right for us but he would certainly improve our midfield if so, like for sure um but on that on that note of midfielders you know I think we've discussed the bios a number of times and I think we're all very clear that yeah, personally, I don't think he's good enough, and I don't think you guys think he's certainly good enough to or worth investing in. But how do you guys feel about Al Nenny possibly getting a new contract?
0: Is he how many years has he got left?
2: Is he, I think this is his final year.
0: This this year coming up is his final year.
2: Yeah. <sighs> I'm personally, it's
1: gone. Are you mate.
0: And I was going to say, I mean, look, it's hard. I, I would sort of say I'm happy to keep him as a, as a squad player, but. I'm happy to keep him as a squad player if he's just going to play, you know, cup games or whatever, League Cup games. But realistically, if you've got a player in your squad and he's a third, fourth, fifth choice centre midfielder, he's at some point going to be playing at, you know, well, next season's Premier League, right? We haven't got Europe, Europe to worry about, but it's going to be um, against much, much better opposition in the Premier League. And that's where. He's obviously just limited. He's just a very limited player. Um, he can do a job, like I remember, was at Old Trafford this this season. Um, we were raving about him just because he stuck to the game plan um, and he delivered on on the day. But obviously, you know, he, like I said, he's very limited. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be kind of angry if he was given a, another contract on the basis that yeah, we're we're obviously going to have other better midfielders ahead of him, but there's no guarantees of that, right? So. Um, yeah, I, at the same time, I would I would not be upset at all if we if he if we moved him on, like you know, would wouldn't wouldn't have any qualms about that.
1: Pretty much the same. The only thing I'll add to so, say, I think you know, there's an argument to say that it's still quite smart to have him around because he's probably not on very much wages at all. I don't think he is. Um, he seems pretty satisfied in the knowledge that he's not going to be a starter. He seems to be okay with that. And I think there are situations where it's advantageous to bring on an Nenny type, someone who's actually just going to do very boring things and just kind of marshal. Um, and and weirdly, they're not always easy to find, weirdly. like um, So in that way, if you've got a guy who's willing to kind of be that bench player, it was never the intention this season, I think, for him to get as many minutes as he actually did. Um, and there's just a couple of other reasons why that happened. Also, I think Arteta's kind of propensity, because I was really thinking about this today. and And actually, this maybe makes me feel like I'm, I wouldn't be that happy if we kept Alanis that Arteta doesn't seem to like to play players on form. He's very kind of whatever he thinks that specific games need, game needs, regardless of whether you're in form, you could be completely out of form. He'll almost just try and play what he believes in his head is that right team, which I, which I think we've suffered this season at times just him not playing players who are necessarily in form. So there've been times I think where he's chosen El Elneny to start for a tactical reason. Um, and I kind of think that's maybe not, maybe not the right way forward. But you know, I guess what do I know?
0: It's it's hard. I was just sorry. I was just going to say it's quite hard because we're now in a position where we're obviously not going to be able to. You, I don't know. I don't know. It depends how much money we can put on the table for players and what kind of wages we can offer with no European, no European football and no revenue from European football next season. But yeah, a player like him, you could you can almost depend on him. You can trust on him, and he's obviously familiar with the club, um, which familiar with the club and he's been around for a few years. So you kind of have to take that those factors into consideration as well, because you can't just go and sell every player that you want to essentially and, and replace, you know, with sort of 10 new players in the squad, because I, I think realistically, yeah, you can't do that in a window. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a lot of change. It's a lot of turnover in, in the space of a couple of months. So yeah, he might be the kind of player that we just keep around. And, and you know, if, like you said, Raj, if it's not on massive money, you know, extend him and then see what happens in the next season or so. But I'd be very concerned if you know we have him and, let's say, Partey Xhaka, and him as our three senior central midfielders next season.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah I think I broadly agree. I, the only counterpoint I, I'd say is if this is a season next season where we don't have European football, then maybe it's worth giving a young player like you know, Aziz or even Joe Willock if he comes back and he can play there, well, maybe that's not his best position. Or even Maitland-Niles, a run, a run there. Because, you know, if, if we are just playing in the FA Cup, League Cup and Premier League, then actually maybe we don't need to play like any on any sticking around. Yeah,
1: the only thing I'd say that is, well, I think Aziz should get chances next season anyway, and hopefully he does. But again, I think... He seems like a bit more of a progressive player again with el Neni, I'm thinking more of that. Do you just need a guy in your squad who's the guy you bring on to just play sideways passes and just try and like yeah. sometimes like sit back and almost join in with the defenders, yeah, exactly yeah fair
0: enough yeah um so yeah I mean they they got their goal and we were a little bit uncomfortable for a while I think um but they didn't they didn't score again, and um I mean we that William free kick, which was, which was a really, really good free kick. And, um, obviously his first goal for us, which was nice. You know, we've, we've obviously given him stick, not stick really, which has just been teasing more than anything. It's not been anything too vicious, but yeah, a little bit of teasing here and there. Um, but obviously we want him to do well, as long as he's wearing, wearing a, an Arsenal shirt. So it was, it was nice for him to get a goal. And it was a fantastic free kick, um, and sealed the game really in the last few minutes. Yeah.
2: Well done, William. No-
0: <laughs> it was actually really it was a really good free it was, kick It was like, a really good. Did, yeah. you see, um, did you see Elneny what he did no did you not see it so if you if you watch it back right um so the wall's covering the right hand side of the of the the goal and um Elneny's on the the other side the left hand side and he just basically I don't know how they didn't give a free kick for this to be honest he basically just shoves like with his back he just shoves I think either maybe one or possibly two West Brom players who are like there just completely shoves them out the way and just opens up the space I mean the free kick probably still goes in because it goes over up and down anyway but it was quite an obvious foul because you could just see what (laughs) he's doing like he's just literally using all his body weight um, and pretty much pushes two West Brom players over um yeah, quite. I thought it was quite funny because I watched it again. You contract me. there, you go <laughs> exactly. We can't sell him. Oh, no, you could do that. <laughs> Our set piece uh, coach is earning his earning his money.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was. Like, it was just. It was like a beautiful. It just hit the. I love it when free kicks hit the side netting, the inside side netting. It's perfect, isn't it? So like, it just it just looked really good. It you know looked good. It was good. Um, but again, you know again, like I know we shouldn't think like this, but it was another moment of why are you doing this now? <laughs> like why like why would you do this to us like so many games where we've needed a goal and we've had a free kick
2: why now you know it, was, uh, it is what it is the life I of an arsenal fan up, sold as well right i think there's talk he's been linked to the mls or
0: something yeah i saw that um yeah which would be interesting i mean i don't know how this would work i was thinking about this because obviously he's on what i think it was 200k a week or we, we were told is he? Uh, with it some like I think so. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's on a free, right? So
1: yeah.
0: Um. So obviously he's got two years left on his deal. I don't know how much MLS teams play their kind of star players. I'm not saying William. Yeah, I guess he would be. Wouldn't he, he would be. be star, he would be a yeah. star player. Yeah, he would be a star player. But do they pay that that sort of money? I wouldn't have thought so. And obviously, if they want to take him from us, they're going to have to pay a fee. I don't know what that fee would be. What that would look like for thirty.
2: 30, I don't know how old he is 30 33 something. in like a oh, 33. couple of months I think no he's 32 <laughs> now but he's turning 33
0: okay right yes 32 yeah. year old I mean I was I was thinking look you know I don't know how this works in the world of football in terms of transfers but you know whatever an MLS team is willing to pay but they're, they're not but if Williams like no I want 100k a week or 150k a week and these, these these teams that want him are not willing to offer that sort of wage i will just like so if I was Arsenal I'd just say, say you know the, to the club, just give that money to William. Just give him, give it that to him We don't want any money. Just get him <laughs> off our wage books. Two hundred k a week is—I could be wrong on that,
2: but I think it is two hundred k. I think you're right.
0: Yeah, that's that's a shitload.
2: I mean, if we get—even if we get a million pounds for William. like he is—I know his wages are high, and yeah, but the economics of the deal were such that at the time you could have argued that it's, it's yeah. a sensible business, right? It's obviously it hasn't worked out, and he's been absolutely awful. But, you know, if an MLS team is going to give us a million... Yeah, he he could do all right on MLS. You never know, because the league's a bit slower and maybe his technical quality will shine through a bit better. And, you know, you just know if he goes to MLS, he's going to start, like, smashing them in. And then... Probably, but... He's going to start. (laughs) He's going to be like... like, I mean, again, it's
0: it's another one, like, with the El Neri discussion. Like, it's another... It's just another position or another player in our squad where it's like, what's going to happen to what... You know, I think the majority of Arsenal fans would say they would prefer him to leave. Um, he's just not really done it this season, right? But, and, and he's going to be blocking, you know, I don't like using that word, but blocking um, minutes for other players. But like when you say 200, I mean, I just I was having a chat to my Liverpool mate about this the other day, right? Because um, we were talking about Aubameyang after we went out on Thursday and we were having a chat about things that have gone wrong. And then he was like, you know, you guys are paying ridiculous money for uh, paying um, ridiculous money on Aubameyang's wages, you know, 350K a week. And... He he said to me that Salah's only on two hundred. Their top earner is Salah, and he's on two hundred k a week. And I laughed, and I just said, "Mate, you know Williams on that as well." And <laughs> like, I don't know how that works with Liverpool because obviously they've got a few star players like Van Dyke and stuff. But I, I can imagine the majority of their squads probably on fairly reasonable money, um, and that is that is just. I mean, look, we could talk. I don't want to go off topic. I know I'm going off topic, but it's just like when I hear that, and I think arguably the best player or one of the best players in the league for the last few seasons and a Champions League winner and a Premier League winner is on the same money as a 31 year old William. That's just, it's just, it's astonishing, isn't it, really? When you put it like that. I don't know if any i don't know if anyone is apart from i don't know what the sorry i don't know which other players are earning more than willian but less than the Bamiyang in our squad i'm not sure if there are any he might be the second top earner don't know but yeah that is
1: mad it's interesting because it feels like liverpool have got you know like how arsenal used to do that thing where there was very low disparity in wages between like players because liverpool's wage budget is actually still higher than ours. They still spend more on wages annually than we do. But I think they've got loads of players who are within that 150k to 200 category. There's just like lots of them. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: and, and fair enough. I mean, fair enough, yeah, exactly.
2: right? <laughs> They're actually good. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I think that that deal just seemed very, very suspect with, you know, a whole Senyahi, um, what's that, Kia at the start of the summer, right? That deal. Yeah. I think we signed him on the start, right at the start of the window. Right. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think it, it was very fishy. I know they say Arteta wanted him. I'm not sure how true that is, um, but we'll never know. But yeah, it's, yeah, you know, look, I think it was a deal that you could argue made sense at the time, but I think look, for whatever reason, it hasn't worked out. I can't see him improving enough to justify his wages so if we get an offer in the summer we should absolutely take it the only thing Aaron, as i know and i know we and i think we
1: definitely plan on having a proper discussion on transfers in and out and all yeah. the rest of it but what i'd say is, i think it's obviously clear nelson's gonna go right it's obviously clear and i think in that event of nelson going if we sell willian we probably need to sign another wide player not sure do we well I think so because because fine ignore Nelson like that you know that's irrelevant because he hasn't played anyway right whatever but William has still had minutes yeah he still had a lot, a lot of minutes and and I imagine part of that is you know fair enough it might be because you know we've got Europe as well and maybe if we went in Europe it's not as big a deal fine fine fair enough mm. but let, let's just assume that he, Arteta still thinks in numbers if we let go of two wide players we need to sign one we need to sign another wide player then it's just another position that we need to go out and try and solve in the summer and again like you know to get a decent player it's going to cost a bit of money we probably if we are going to get someone in they probably need to be a bit experienced because otherwise our, our whole kind of forward line that 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 set of positions are all pretty young so that's the only re- the argument i could see for saying maybe we need to keep him around um purely from that Perspective.
2: I think if if we are in Europe, then I think we could get away with having Saka, Smith Rowe, Martinelli, Pepe, and even a Bamiang who can play on that left and right. Fair side. enough. Side. Um, Fair enough. But yeah, I mean, transfers. Yeah, let's save that discussion for another time. Mm. Cool.
0: Um, yeah. Okay. So I mean, that was the game. Really, like, like I said, it's quite hard to get excited about a win that means very little. In the grand scheme of things, I mean, I say that, but Raj, you were saying before the game to us, um, we have a relatively decent chance of finishing above Spurs. I I could be, I probably reworded what you said. So maybe that's not quite exactly, you know, exactly.
1: Yeah, it's just like, it's it's just silver linings, right? I think we, we, well, we do, right? So now I think we won today. So I think we're four points behind Spurs. Yeah. So even even games played, three games left. We've got four points behind Spurs. Um, Yes, we've got Chelsea away. Like that's a tough game. But I'm pretty sure Tottenham have got Aston Villa. They've got Leicester as well, at least. um, The last day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So like, so those, and you know, I'm just looking for silver. I mean, if you if this is our this is our worst season in in (laughs) the Emirates era, right? Like this is terrible. This is a bad as it gets, and. Geez, I mean imagine if we finished above Spurs like in that scenario remember at the beginning of this season people are talking about Spurs as title contenders after they were scoring you know a very good amount of goals on a regular basis getting the results you know it, it would be great cr- I'm looking at you know I'm just
2: I'm just clutching here at, you know things to be happy about but I think, I think you're clutching about it even being a chance of happening but you yeah, know, with it, especially given that we've got Chelsea which I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute midweek if if for some reason somehow we managed to beat Chelsea, then yeah, it's certainly <laughs> possible. But um, you know, four points, three games to go. Yeah, you're really relying on us winning all three of our games.
0: Yeah, or Spurs having an absolute collapse, basically.
2: Yeah, which isn't beyond them, to be fair. It
0: it would be, yeah. I mean, look, it, it leads nicely onto this. Uh, sorry, the Chelsea game in midweek. Are, are
1: um, we going to very quickly cover Martinelli? Because it's oh, the first yeah. time that we played him at centre forward. Yeah, good starting point. him at centre forward is probably
0: good point. Um, go for it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that that was like at the beginning of the game. That's actually what I was looking forward to. Like, if I was trying to get up for something, and I saw the lineup and I thought Martinelli's going to play at centre forward today. That'll be interesting. Um, but you know, like, like I think there's plenty of reasons why you know people have been rightfully bashing Arteta at the moment we're in a terrible position but I think one of the things that people had been on his back a bit was saying why haven't you tried Martinelli up front through the middle um and he had made comments like he was sort of saying you know he's got he's trying to trade him in these positions centrally and on, on the wing on the basis of today I, I can see that I, I think Martinelli's got a lot a lot to learn about playing center forward he was doing that thing that Sanchez does um where effectively you know he's like a, a terrier he was running everywhere trying to trying to go wherever the ball was trying to trying to just be part of the action all the time and and there were plenty of times where i was like dude you're not in the penalty box what are you doing and there was one case in particular I remember where he was. He kind of had run back to a centre back position at some point, just awesome. following the ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then the ball by this time had like it had gone forward. Like the the wingers have got it, and the wingers like waiting. I think to cross it to someone. A couple of bodies have got in, and he's not there. And for me, you know, that was an example. where I thought, okay, mate, you've got you've got some way to go to play centre forward because a lot of playing centre forward is about positioning, right?
2: Especially in this team, where the role of the centre forward is so confused <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. we don't really know we play play a different type of center forward almost every game sometimes mm-hmm. you know in that biggest game of the season we played no center forward so um <laughs> it's it's a tough team a tough role to play a striker in um i i think he could be there but also i think he can clearly do a job on the left when he comes inside so um no yes. a huge concern sir.
0: It's a, good, it's a good point, really. It's a good discussion point because I was thinking today as, as the crosses were coming in from Saka and these crosses that were flashing across the goal and we were like a, a fraction of a second too late or no no one was there. That happened a few times. I was thinking oh, Eddie would probably have scored a hat-trick today. True. <laughs> you know, and it was it was the kind of game that we haven't had for a very, very long time or much this season, let's say, um, where you just needed a poacher in front of goal and Marcel probably wasn't the right guy for how the kind of game transpired in terms of our, our chances which is quite quite ironic really all things considered
1: completely agree i think eddie or Ober, if Ober had started Ober, there, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: probably would have had that trick wouldn't he yeah, yeah. it's always the case isn't it i feel like when we start Ober, we never <laughs> give him any service or put anything into the box but when he's not there crosses are flying in left right and center yeah
0: it's true mm. Yeah, definitely some work to do for Martelli. I completely agree. Um, but good thing is
2: he's obviously very,
0: very young, so plenty of mm. time to work out where his best position is going to be. If it's not going to be through the middle, then um sort of no worries about that, I guess. Um should we talk about Chelsea then? hmm Chelsea on Wednesday, is it? Midweek? Yep. Wednesday. Um I yeah, I mean, again, it's a big game because it's Chelsea's always quite a big game for Arsenal, but the gap is is absolutely massive. Um, despite us beating them earlier in the season, obviously they've just having having replaced their manager, they've kind of kind of uh what's the word? Come on leaps and bounds. Um, you know, they're absolutely flying at the moment um in the league and in Europe as well. And it's I'm a little bit worried about this game. Um I think <laughs> I can see it being the kind of game where we actually play quite well and we're up full. Um mm. When there's when the pressure's off, kind of like today, really. The pressure's off, um, and I can see a lot of these players sort of turning up and performing on that basis. But Chelsea are very, very strong. Um, I don't know how much they might rotate potentially. With um, obviously, the Champions League final remind mind, that it's a couple of weeks away, but obviously, they've just had a big game against City, they've had big Champions League games recently. Do you, I don't know, really, did they rotate?
2: They've got the cup final. And they've got the cup final. Yeah, sorry. yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
0: So probably will be some rotation on their side, which I mean, I don't know how much you can take from that because they've obviously got a very, very strong squad anyway. So.
1: I think that's it. I think that's the point, mate. I think they have got an excellent squad. They've got a really, really good squad. And I think they will rotate, but I think there'll be that element where players will also be saying, hey, like we want to be picked for the FA Cup final. We want to be picked for the Champions League final, you know. So they've just got, They've got such a great blend of players in that squad that I think maybe, you know, Lampard wasn't able to showcase in the way that um, uh, Tuchel has been. And it's really interesting because at the beginning, it really looked like Tuchel was doing something really similar to what Arteta did when he came in, which was basically just saying, like, let me get this team defending, like, and let me defend really well. And maybe goals will come and, you know, have fairly basic plans of attacking. Um, And it really felt like he was doing that. And maybe that's a case where maybe he still has really just taken that approach. And it's just a case where they've just got an excellent squad of players who are able to use their own quality to do very basic things. Well,
2: yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I think he's managed to get them all doing the basics very well. And with a focus on the defensive side and, you know, Conte is, has been phenomenal. It seems like he's back to his best. Um, And that defense looks rock solid. And then, They've just got enough there from their front players like Werner and then Pulisic, ZH, I know all the ZH's in and out of the squad. Um, they've got a lot there that they can depend on to just you know, to just show their individual quality when it comes to going forward. Um, that's where I feel like we're lacking a bit is you know, we could go ultra defensive, not that Chelsea are ultra defensive, but we could play a really try and you know, have a defensive focused team. The problem is that we've seen before is that we won't score enough goals because we don't have that level of quality consistently going forward.
1: And you can't, it's the, I think what makes Chelsea quite hard to stop is if you look at, you know, their results recently, it's different match winners every game. Yeah, You'll have a game where Havertz will come, score twice and win the game. Mason Mount will win the game. Pulisic will win the game. Yeah, like, you know, they've got so many different players. And when I watched them against Real Madrid, that's what stuck out to me. I thought there's a number of you who could win the game right now. Um, and that's probably what will make it difficult for us in the same way, you know, trying to actually stop them when they have so many different ways of, of winning the game. Um, you know, I, but I think Miser's original point is correct also in that... I think I can see us being up for it. Mm. Um I think Arteta loves these kind Arteta seems to love these kind of games against the big Premier League sides. He he seems to really enjoy that from a tactical perspective as well. Yeah. Um and um I can I can see him I can see Arteta trying to be quite I can see him shifting to a 3 at the back. Not I really? can see him playing through the back.
0: He yeah. Hasn't I can see that well, has he. I know he was doing it a fair yeah. bit of obviously last season and then I don't know if he's played it that much this season but
2: yeah, you reckon? I think so. Oh, I think they get back three, don't they? Or back three and four.
0: they did on they did against City the other day, City. but I don't think they normally do, do they?
2: They're not, okay. I could I be think wrong, think so. I could be wrong,
0: but yeah, I don't think they normally do.
1: Yeah, I can see that. I can see it. I can see him just going, do you know what, this is what I was doing when we were getting results against big teams, this is what I was doing. And maybe we don't have the confidence to play in the way that we were playing in some of our good patches this season. Like, I think when we beat them earlier this season, you know, it was there was just a lot of confidence. And I don't think we have that confidence at the moment. So
2: maybe. Do you, does he need to do that though? Because, yeah, this is almost, this is as close to a free hit in the league. <laughs> yeah, true. You'll get, right? So do you really need to be like, actually, I'm just going to play the most effective one-off system to try and deal with this Chelsea side, or is it worth him just saying, "Look, this is how I want to play, and this is a system I want to play long term," and I get to test this out in a big game because he's not going to play a back five every game next season. And I don't. He hasn't played a back five for months, if at all, this season. Well, Maybe we started off with a back five at the start of the season, but
0: it just
1: seems so reactive. And you know, but he might look at it, mate, and say. Yeah. Chelsea will set up, and they have set up in a way that really is able to absorb pressure very well. And he may think, actually, my best way of countering that is setting up in a fairly defensive structure myself. Chelsea will want to win. Like, you know, at the end of the day, the top four is not guaranteed. They'll want to win. And he might just try and basically play the same game as Tuchel and just say, no, let's let's see who makes a mistake first. Well, who plays that mate it's 100% <laughs> <laughs> well look we're going to make a mistake anyway
2: yeah but you know he might, you know so yeah maybe boop, boop. But, yeah oh,
0: go, on, go on no no go on Aaron.
2: no I was just going to say um, if you look at recent results although Chelsea had beaten you know Man City and Real Madrid they did lose to West Brom <laughs> and we beat yes, them today we beat it. exactly. So. <laughs> so therefore, we're
0: better than just. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was going to ask when when did we last actually play a back three? I was going to ask you, Raj, because you did you did um, do some really good analysis on the centre backs a few weeks back.
1: And I wow. think since I did that, I think we did play back three. I can't I can't mm-hmm. recall which game it was, but I think we yeah, like, and I remember in that analysis, like we hadn't it seemed like we were playing back threes in the Europa League when we were just trying to mash as many sort of bench defenders in as possible, where like, you know, yeah, your Mustafis were still playing and your Kalasnach was still playing. Um but yeah, and I'm pretty sure we played it. I just can't recall the game. To be honest, I think what I think maybe what I'm thinking of is when Jack has been playing left back, how sometimes it's looked like they've set up in the three, and Jacka hasn't been playing. Is that like so? You know, I I, I wonder. Um, but I think it will be interesting as to what a lineup he plays. I mean, because I can I can imagine him reverting back to having Ober up front and not having, you know, Martinelli. I think he's probably said, okay, look, I tried that against West Brom, but I'm going to go back to back to kind of my normal tried and tested. Mm,
0: you'd expect so, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think again there'll probably be a few changes. I mean, we've. With obviously Jacka was out I don't know is, was Xhaka a, is that a longer term thing? Do we know? Not
2: don't know. sure I think Smith-Rowe went off today with an injury so he might be doubtful but certainly Jacka.
0: not sure I think Tierney will start looks like hmm. he's kind of almost fully fit or fully fit I think he will, he will start um, yeah if ESR's out obviously Erdekar didn't play today yeah Bamiyang so it's obviously opportunity to change it up and almost play a bit of a stronger team um, why not right why not nothing to lose as you said it's a free hit um, and just in terms of our league campaign now we've got three games left obviously we all want this season to end as Arsenal fans we all want this season to end as quickly as possible but you know it'll be nice to end it on a high even though it will mean very little unless yeah we maybe finish above Spurs unless we somehow creep into a UEFA conference <laughs> league <laughs> club tournament place whatever it's called um, it's sixth out of the question completely it is right
2: I think so. with Everton winning today, I think sixth is almost impossible. and Even seventh is a bit of a stretch. Yeah. I think Everton have got quite a
0: so, be, so. last few games. We basically want to finish eighth and mm. Spurs to finish ninth. That would be, yeah. for the next three games, what we've got left. That would be ideal. <laughs> um, that would be, yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, yeah. Um, I'll take your predictions then, guys. Uh, Aaron, and how do you think it's going to go?
2: My head says we're going to lose, unfortunately. Two nil. Chelsea.
1: I was going to go two nil myself. Uh, I think their quality is going to shine. I think, I think, I think that will be the difference. I think it's a team that's confident, a team that knows what we're doing, and I think the quality and their range of scoring options will make a mistake for sure, at least one. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go two nil as well, actually. I think Giroud's
2: going <laughs> <laughs> to score. Wind us up, God, yeah.
0: probably. Uh, I think I'll go three one. So yeah, pretty similar, really. I think I think they're just the Chelsea, too strong I for see. us to Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, Here to Chelsea. Yeah,
1: yeah. And what, what what kind of what kind of three one do you see that? Do you see us being level at any point?
0: Um, I reckon. I'm just. This is this is this is coming out like. Thin air, really. I'm guessing. I'm pretty much <laughs> guessing. Um I possibly. I don't know. I. I just don't think. I, I say possibly. I don't think we're ever going to be in the game, really. I think they're just going to mm. be too strong for us. And um even if it goes one-one um, at any point, I don't think that's going to be a reflection of kind of the actual um, the, the balance of the game and, and who's actually the better team. Um The only hope I have is that yeah, they rotate a lot. Um, even though it still means there's going to be strong players coming in. That's the only hope I've got, that they're going to rotate quite a bit. But, yeah. So, so yeah, we're not we're not going to be great then, really, is it? If we're all predicting. <laughs> Maybe this win against
1: West Brom is as good as it gets for the run-in, huh? <laughs> yeah. uh,
2: Who
1: have you got after after
0: Chelsea? Palace. And then? Brighton. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. We might be and at that. That's that. Mm. Possibly. Cool. All right, boys. Well, we will um, see everyone after the Chelsea game on Wednesday. Um, But until then, thanks again for tuning in and see you soon. See you soon. Thank you, guys. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye.